Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I almost knocked the computer off the desk. <laughs> it's Friday. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Nancy's having, hang on, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing on here. Nancy's having trouble connecting, so hopefully she can connect. And if not, um, what we'll do is we'll give her a call and do a phone interview with her. Uh, it's not a problem. We'll just talk to her via phone. You can just watch me for this hour. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, regardless. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, and that means if you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. We might be two or three hours away, but we definitely can get to you to help you out, all right? We're very thorough. We'll do a prelim for you. We'll do an investigation and, of course, a follow-up on it to make sure that you know everything that's going on and, you know, go over the evidence with you and all that stuff. Okay. If you're watching from Facebook tonight and you like what you see, please hit that follow button. Always looking for followers. And be sure to share this. Share it with everybody. And, um, you know, because we're trying to get the word out. Let me see what Nancy say. And we're trying to get the word out. I'm just looking at messages. <laughs> keep talking. She says, having trouble, please keep talking. I can do that. So we're trying to get the word out and, you know, spread the word about the show. Uh, YouTube shows us no love. So uh, the more you guys share this, the better off we all are, right? And we get the word out. Um, if you're watching from YouTube tonight, uh, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can check us out, you know, check out our shows that are coming up. We've got more than 450 shows over there. So yeah, check us out over there, you know, subscribe and then you'll get, then you'll have notifications when we do have a show. All right. But like I said, YouTube gives us no love. So if you're watching from YouTube and you like what you hear, please be sure to share us with somebody or call somebody in the room and go, Hey, listen to this really cool show. You guys got to check the show out, right? That's what we want. The more people that share the show, the more people are going to watch the show. Logic, right? So the first practice we had starting out with doing this was we wanted to um, have you share with five people that you know. That's not too hard. Five people, right? Now, I know the people out on the RSS line, uh, podcast, are doing that. You know, we've got all these people out there that are watching us now, and I'm real excited about that. But, you know, we want to get the word out. Like I said, it's taken three years to get to this point, but... Uh, in one year, we more than doubled our our uh, listing from the podcast. So let's keep that going. Let's keep that keep that flow going. Okay, <laughs> it's not that hard. Anyway, one of my favorite people that I follow on TikTok this evening, a few minutes ago, just sent in a nice or just just posted something what what I call words of wisdom, and it took me a second to think about it, and maybe it'll take you a second to think about it. This is for, for people that have cats. And I'm going to quote uh, Hospice Nurse Penny from TikTok. Hospice Nurse Penny says, if you have cats and you see an unidentified cr crumb on your counter, do not eat it. Think about that for a second. See? Words of wisdom from Hospice Nurse Penny. Ew. But that I thought was pretty funny just before the show started. 
You guys think I've just fallen off the edge, huh? Probably have. It's been a long day, long week. Still going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. Still trucking along. Nancy's had her issues. I've had my issues. Anything that can go wrong does. Murphy's Law. But yeah, always remember that. If you have a cat and you see some kind of crumb on your counter that looks nice, don't eat it. Because you don't know what it is. So don't eat any unidentifiable crumb. All right. All right. We're starting to slide into the holiday season here. And I think this will be the last weekend that we're going to read, uh, at least for now, from the Salem Witch Book. And then next weekend, no, a week from Sunday, is when we're going to start our, 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 our Dark Christmas Tales book. Okay? So we'll be starting that. So we're going to start shifting over here. I'm going to change the backdrop and all that stuff so it's all merry and bright. And uh, just to get a heads up on that. So, But we will read from the Salem Witch Trial book this weekend. Uh, okay? And then Monday, um, we have a little change of schedule, it looks like. I'm not positive yet because I've got to email out to this gentleman. But uh, once I get confirmation, we probably might have Nancy Matz on Monday instead of next Friday. Okay? So that might be a flip. But we'll see. Okay, we'll see. But welcome to the show. And once again, we're here with Nancy Matz. And you know, uh, it's interesting because I know um, from watching her and other psychics and mediums, excuse me, on my team, that sometimes, looking at the messages in the chat room, that sometimes, you know, you, you'll get a psychic reading, but it's just not what you expect. I think sometimes people go in with, with thoughts about what they think are going to happen at a reading. And sometimes I know it, it just doesn't happen. Trish uh, Dolis on our, on our team, our, one of our psychics, she'll tell you flat out that, that, that sometimes when you go out in the field, you encounter beings who, some beings are real friendly and want to chit-chat, and some beings aren't. And sometimes they're like us. They just don't feel like dealing with it. You know, Sometimes they're just laying back, checking out what's going on in the house, or they're looking at you. So I think, you know, I'm not an expert. I don't do readings. I have ghosts. I don't do readings. But I think that's that, that's a little, I think Nancy can describe this better, you know, but I think that's a little part of it. Sometimes they're going to come through. Sometimes they're not going to come through. And so I think we, as we, as people going in on, to, a, to a psychic reading, go in with certain expectations that you think you're going to hear this blah, 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 blah. It's just going to be a river of stuff coming out of the psychic's mouth. And then, some, and, then, and then it's kind of disappointing when there isn't. So Nancy's going to talk about that. She's going to talk about that and explain the details. You know, go into a little more detail as to why that happens sometimes. Okay? So let me bring Nancy on. And remember, just don't eat any weird crumbs. That's all. I guess, <laughs> I guess I've never heard that. I did Because either, my cats don't drag their food across, well, across the carpet. If there's anything on the countertop, they probably would have eaten it. Well, that's so what I'm, I mean. It struck me as funny. At first, at first, I had to stop and think about what she said, and then it hit me, you know, and I thought, wow. You know and what? This is a hospice person or nurse? She's a hospice nurse, yeah. That, that I follow mm. on TikTok. The other thing that got me over Halloween, and I know I've never seen this till this year kitty litter cake. <laughs> got me. You got me. People on TikTok <laughs> were making this thing called kitty litter cake. And and then they would make it look like kitty litter, and then they put no. the rolls on top of it. No, no, no. Oh, that's even worse. Are you kidding me? Just took a big old bite. Yeah, I mean, but it was legitimate cake. But honest to honest to God, it no, like, no, that just almost bothers like me. 
And you I, know, I was, I was two cats, right? I don't know if I could deal with that. I just don't know, you know. <laughs> and but I mean, it's easy to make. It's really simple to make, but it looks like it does look like used kitty litter. And who do you serve it to? There we but go. Now you can Halloween see me. Party. Oh, that's even that's that's so so it's not really kitty litter. It's uh, sprinkles on a white cake or something. Or it's a cake, and they get like the, like three different types of I think cake mix. Okay. To make it do this, it's kind of like when you mix your crayons, you know, and you get that color. You get the color. <laughs> and the I, texture, I forget how they made the texture to make it look like um, kitty litter, but they do it. Okay, so that really is disturbing. <laughs> Especially when you have to clean the kitty litter box every day. And before knowing what it was, I'm, you know, I'm cruising through, you know, on TikTok, uh, and I see this woman pick up this kitty litter on a spoon and, you know, shove it in with the. With the oh, on gosh. That's My really... eyeballs are bulging. Just bulging. <laughs> what is that? No. That's, I was so uh, tempted to make one. That's beyond what I'm capable of liking. <laughs> just... But people with cats would understand the mess every day. And uh, well, everybody, I'm glad I'm here tonight. For some reason, I even had to reboot my whole computer. Um, the microphone wouldn't work. Um, the headset I once used packed away because thought this was, you know, in, a, in the same format, same setup every week so i got a new computer hopefully the new one will be set up by oh monday night maybe so um it's really fun tonight's kind of an interesting pardon me <laughs> i say the word too often i will admit to that but this is interesting it's my the curiosity yeah. everything is is strange and confusing and interesting and i <laughs> i was lucky enough to have a well this is i want to remember this <laughs> I meant to, I have notes over here, over here, everybody, but I forgot the one today. I have had a predominant of questions about spirit people in the last couple of weeks. And <clears throat> we planned this last week, but it was the week before and a one month. And so, yes, I do lives, people's lives and children. I love children talking about what they're going to look like in high school or yet to be born children. I had a lady a couple of weeks back and she wanted to be born and and I said, the female souls come in. And then I saw a ballerina. I said, that must be going to be a girl because I see her five, six-year-olds doing the little ballerina thing, which is, if you're going to be cute, a little girl in a tutu. So my <laughs> great-grandbabies at four and six years old, mother got them a tattoo. And uh, I mean, not tattoo, a tutu, a tutu. And I looked at them in disbelief. They couldn't be any cuter than a little girl in a ballerina tutu. I mean, really, right? But anyway, um, some of the things I've come across in the last 32 years of doing this, there are incidences where when someone comes to you or I'm on the phone, used to be in person, now it's on predominantly on the phone, and you say nervously, her energy's off or she's aggressive or never done this before, so I don't trust you or I've had readings for it, I didn't like it, this other psychic slammed me. I went, why they get mad at you? You know, so there has to be something where people can relax clearly getting to know me this way over the decades <laughs> most people who i saw while i was in california the first time i'm back in california now but i was in california i don't know 15 18 years and they would see us at the events and uh psychic fairs and book signings and uh east west bookstore and spirit of grace i was kind of like everywhere and that's kind of like that's the way people or word of mouth, which is how I get most of mine right now. And I already told you that this is really interesting to me. I want to share what I've learned in regards to 
what this is about. And so in that respect, I started thinking about people who get readings and there's some who get a lot of readings. There's some that talk to me for information, but they use me as a sounding block because I can intuit if they're going on the right path or not. And I have business people. It's really fun. I've learned so much. I'm kind of like a walking encyclopedia of a lot of nonsense, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> and I clearly, people say, you're going to retire. And I thought, if I retire, what would I do? Well, guess what? Shar and I would be doing the show, and I'd do the same thing. I love this. And the older you get, the more expertise you are. And so the idea is, and I hope people my age group will start sharing more. And I, I don't know. This is who I am. So one of the things I think people are really curious about is um, one of the things is nancymats.com. If you go into what to ask Nancy, um, it must be 15 years ago, a young lady typed up 82 thoughts and you go down the list. And it's like, how old is my soul and how, how am I interacting? Who is my soulmate in this lifetime? That isn't my lover or my husband. It's really thoughtful questions in some regard. I like that. And the reason is, is that, when we first touch base with somebody, if you're scared of me, which has happened, one lady called me back, she says, oh, you're reading with someone. You scared me. I don't know if I come back again. I says, really? <laughs> I guess you're not ready for what I need to say. But she said, everything you said, it's all right. But you scared me because what if you tell me something I was not wanting to know? Click an idea. And I said, your spirit tells me what to look at, shows me what to look at, what to evaluate. It tells me, you, you tell me in such a way that this is going to be an important day, event, year, person, people, place, or thing. I can't tell you something that you're hiding from me. I entertained this group. I've told this story before. I was entertaining this group of people, 13 people. And the hostess was a lovely young woman, probably in her 40s. And husband comes home early. And everything was fine. But she called me up. It must have been next morning. Husband went to work. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I went, what is wrong with you? She says, I was so scared. My husband came home early. I'm having an affair. And if you hadn't described my husband, because he went through with the other side, all of them would know that it isn't my husband. And I, it occurred to me that she blocked me from knowing something. And we have that ability. Oh, wow. she was so afraid. Yet I was answering questions about, I think she had a son and a daughter. I was talking about the son. Uh, there were teenagers. You could watch my eyes, everybody. <laughs> She's there. And about the boy in high school. Um, and all those kind of fun questions that people ask in a group or everybody knows each or everybody. And that was an important lesson for me because I realized even though I'm in time and you want to know something, if I'm in a situation where there's a, a notch in time and I'm floating in time and I see something that's important. And the next notch is I met a man. I'm going to have an affair. My husband doesn't know. So I don't tell anybody. I can't see that if you block it. So a lot of times that is important to know. That's important to know. Uh, so I've got three, four examples tonight. Are you trying to signal yes, me? Yes. Yes. I have been told and I don't know where I learned the ability, but I've been told that I can put a block on fashion. You can say salute. You do what I call the uh, walnut shell to block people from getting into my space. Um, I think your friends and family, we can do that. But you have shared with me 
you've known other intuitives or other people that um, you can sense their energy mm-hmm. and you can sense them coming around you. Mm-hmm. And if they can do that, they can step into you. They can read you or they can get a sense of you. And we have that ability, everybody. Absolutely. You don't want people in your space. But yet, how many times we do it we, to other people, we don't realize it. One day right. I was talking to somebody. Um, everybody knows American Indian. My fa- mother's side of the family is cowboys and Indians. And that Indian shows up. And I look like the Indian side. Uh, nose has been broke. So it's not that straight one. But my son has it. Uh, from here up, he looks like an American Indian. And he called me up one day. He has had an unfortunate life of never having a beard. He only has little pieces. You know, and he's 49 now and he only has to shave three different areas. And he says, thanks, mom. I can't grow a mustache. I can't grow a beard. I says, you know, and this was like 20 years ago. He was in college, I think, when he told me. And I says, eventually you will love that. So he has the electric razor. He just shaves for five minutes and he's at work. <laughs> so I hope he appreciates the American Indian stuff, you know. Um, uh, anyway, we were going there where I can go to him and I can I can do it so fast. You can do it to your own children. You have a sense of them and they call or they have a sense of you and you call. That's the same thing. I can go to him. And I can feel like he doesn't shave by a couple days a week. I go there and I can kiss him by energy. And he'll end up calling me. Oh, mom, you're thinking of me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How many times has mother been kissing that face, you know? And uh, yes, I get embarrassed sometimes. He doesn't call me, but he knows I'm around him. And we do that unconsciously. Now, Sylvia Brown isn't here anymore. But how many people have readings on our TV and all the drama that was in her life? How many times we put our mind to her and think about her? Well, the poor woman is hit with a million zaps. I mean, no wonder if she had heart problems. You know, poor thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we can do that. We can cause people problems. It's not a curse. It's just. But also with that, I have people have readings on me and they go to hang up. And they go, oh, my gosh, I feel so good. And I sit back and go, yeah, it's because you took a big hunk of me. <laughs> my life force because I have to blend with you around the shoulders, around the neck, enter time forward, back time. It just feels like I go forward unused time. Used time is in back of us. And I leave a piece of me. And my told you before, being an athlete all my life, except for the last couple of years, moving a lot. Um, I am still the same person. I can generate a lot of energy. So luckily, uh, Shar and I have talked this past week of, oh my God, this computer, <laughs> you know, YouTube, what are they doing now? And Facebook, what are they doing now? You know, it's our heads have been going like this. <laughs> We're shooting off energy all the place, but we can injure somebody and we leave the energy there. So when you think about my joining with somebody to be able to enter time, the walnut shell clamp that Shar was talking about, you can do it too. Some of what I'm going to talk about and I promise to get to it in a couple of minutes. I wanted to bring that. We put our energy out. We, we receive energy. We can be tired of energy leaving us. If you're fussing, fussing over a child or a failed relationship and your energy's out, 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 out. When you come to me, you're <laughs> depleted and you want to know what's going on, but you're afraid. You can still clamp up where you're not going to let me know what you want to know because you're afraid. And that's probably one of the first examples we should talk of. Even though relationships to me is, uh, 
thousands and thousands. Can you imagine every day someone calling you about a relationship issue? After a while you go, oh, but it was what makes the world go round. It keeps us alive. It keeps us going. Uh, friends, family are all these relationships that oops, keep us going. <laughs> Don't mean to do that. Almost knocked the earpiece off. I have a couple things I want to talk about. I'll start with the young man to call me today. <clears> or <throat> because it happened only, well, I've had a couple in the last few days I'm going to talk about, but this was unexpected. Um, all of you know, I sold a house up on Black Mountain, Hornbrook, California. And it was a house that had that view that everybody wants. But we came, we came to Oroville for better medical. So I had purchased this place we're in now, um, 2020, July 2020, and I've been all this time trying to sell it. And the young man who was my real estate agent, you know, he um, he did really good for for being a difficult house to sell because it was on going up a mountain, and um, it was a newer one, so more money, and so you had to have that better connection. But one day he came to me, and we I was still up there, and I looked at him, and I thought to myself okay, I've never talked to him about this before. <laughs> there was this big spirit man right next to him. I went, oh, fudge. <laughs> Happens to me. Happened to anybody else. I I talked to Char. I went, who's that woman right next to you? And I'll start describing all these people around mm -hmm. her. And she'll call me up and say, I had trouble with these decorations. Who did that? And of course, dad's name popped into my head. I go, it's your father. But this young man and I, I didn't know his religious grounding and i mean do i dare well this man solidified his energy so he was so solid i could see his eye color right mm -hmm. and his curly hair and how he was two or three inches taller than my young man that sold me the house i won't give his name because i think that's not right so i describe and he says oh <laughs> and i go who is that that's my grandfather and he died in one Iran accent direction. And he said, I just loved him to death. And he was one of his favorite ones. And he had that black curly hair, wavy curly hair. And he was just dumbfounded. He did go home. He told his wife, well, the next summer we did sell the house. And today he called me. He says, I'm showing a house tomorrow, two houses tomorrow. And both houses without telling you more details like I want to do this I had someone die recently and that's why the houses went on the market and in that part of the world people stay in houses a really long time really and they died and the house when we bought we had a house taken out and put another house in and that house had had a man die in it and my young man knew this and I go I deal with them all the time you know so what right anyway he asked me to look at both houses and I says, you really, okay. He says, yeah, tell me. And I says, a woman in the first house is gone. She, she kind of flitters around, but she's not any issue. No, but the second man had an addiction and he's standing there wondering how he can get what was his favorite. Now, if you said drug or alcohol, I, I go, heck, that's, that's probably it. Unbeknownst to me, he's typing this to the agent on the other side. And I said, there's something that he misses, he wants, and he's not going to leave, leave until he figures this out. He says, well, the agent just typed back to me. I says, well, what was it he was addicted to? When they went to clean it out, his refrigerator was full of chocolate. <laughs> the freezer and the refrigerator part. 
And I go, that's the very first time I've ever heard of someone being addicted to chocolate. My kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a chocolate bar from last Christmas in the freezer. So, oh, you know how they put it up at the holidays, a 5% semi-chocolate, but not bars and bars of it. I hope it didn't kill him. I don't want to hear that. But he was standing front door to the right. And I told him, if I say his name, I'm going to apologize to the universe because I did not tell him I would talk about this tonight. I says, in the front door to the right, I feel him. Now, when you drive up, whatever door is at the front door or the back door to enter the house, you look to the right. If that's a kitchen or the front room, you go in there until you bump into him. You just back out just a little bit and you say his name. And you say, I'm so sorry that you're still here. I know you're here and you're wanting some chocolate. Right now, you can't have any more chocolate, but you can think of how good it was when you were able to have it. I want you to think of your grandmother. I gave a description of man's mother or grandmother. And he says, well, that was the mother you just described. I go, great. I want you to remind him that his mother's standing right next to him, trying to get him to move. So I then, he said, thank you very much. I go, I can't believe you're calling me on this. He says, can I call you again? Because we have a lot of older people up here. I go, of course. <laughs> of course I'll do that when people become part of my circle. And he was just delighted. And I told him how to sell the house to the couple. One, the woman had sharp energy. The man was very soft. I said, this is one of my mom. Anyway, and so he left. And what struck me is when I first started talking, he was held back. He held back. And how I realized that, well, if he's going to ask me something about these fear people, I got to get him to relax. And I remembered, I said to him, oh, remember when your grandfather showed up, how much love you had for him? Did that not make you feel great? You just brought back all these good memories, Mr. And he says, oh, yeah. And I says, what did your wife think of that? And then he went on to tell me about what his wife said when he went home to report this. If I had just started talking about these two houses, he might have gone, <gasps> and then he would have blocked me more. There's a fear factor. And there's a, what will I do about it? And am I relaxed? And so when, if I were given a reading of some, he didn't pay me, this is free. What if he had paid me to do an evaluation of this house? What have you been afraid? Because we spent three summers selling my house. Do you think that was difficult? Yes, on him too. And it's because we had a couple back out uh, for uh, not being able to get the money together. And that's really hard. That's really hard. It's hard on me. Um, he had to remind me my divine faith, you know, in the universe. And I thanked him. And he said, uh, I want to sell a house to this couple. I says, okay, but now you know that we can do this. We can figure this out. And he went, oh, and his life force just got softer. So I want to direct not only his situation to you, for all those other intuitives that are listening, follow my lead. When you are up against, this is what I'm going to tell you about every one of these. When someone comes to you and they have these questions and you're not quite sure what they're point was like they're they're afraid to ask they want to ask they don't know what you're going to say if you're going to hang up because of my situation like i don't want to talk to you anymore you know in some ways you got to 
soften their life force. You got to remind them that you're a good person. You got to remind them that you're here to help them and that you had trust. They had trust in you before. Bring it back. And I'm going to address how I took care of different situations here. And I cannot cover them all. Oh, for heaven's sakes, we've got an hour. I only got half hour now. If we slip over, I know Char will be accommodating. But both of us are a little brain foggy from computers. <laughs> I know I am. So, and yeah, let me brag a little bit. I'm just going to read one that was sent to me on Messenger about a month back. Hi, Nancy, you're not going to remember me, but you did readings for me back in the early mid-90s when I was living in the Sacramento area. You really came to mind as I realized you had called some very long-term facts correctly. You told me my first relationship would be good, but not forever, saying 20 years was a long time. We separated after 20 years. And you told me I'd relocate to my home state, North Carolina, in the, my early 50s. I am now 51 and moved here this year. All this to say, I'd love to talk to you for another session. Uh, so at the time I, time I talked to him, I vaguely remember a hesitation or a denial. So when you have a client that comes and you go, oh, fudge, it's not going to work. You have to word it in a way that's acceptable at the time. If he's going to sit, marry somebody within days or they just got married, you don't sit there and say, well, it's too bad. It's all messed up. You're not going to make it. Oh, heck no. I probably said something. It's going to be a good marriage, but I cannot promise forever. But remember, 20 years is a long time. And so in some ways, I, people say, do you always say good news? No, but I word it really good. And there's some expression that says, never wound another soul. Never harm another soul. Because that changes their life. And when you have a client come to you, those who are readers listening, and those who are going to get readings... If the client is afraid of you, you're not going to get anything. But this young man must have been open to me. He said I had done other readings for him. And he wanted to know how. And frankly, if I was on the, had just got married, would I even ask a psychic? By the way, how's this marriage going to go? And we're going to stay married? Well, he must have somewhere, unconsciously or just below the surface, wondered if he made a good choice. It's too late when you're already married. If he had just been engaged, I might tell him what to work on. Because those surface, that can surface, and I've done that. I've told people, you know, there's going to be a, a, a point. And this young, a young couple, 20-some years back, I did caution her that her career would take off and she would end up making more money than the husband. And at that time would be crossroads and she would have to work through the marriage or it would end. And they worked through it because when the time came, she called me up and she says, oh, I just got promoted, big dollars, big office room. And they did work for it because they did not get divorced. If I had not cautioned her, so you can give those cautions. But if you step up and say, yeah, you're going to fall apart and you're 20. I didn't say that. That's um, the other thing. Here's, here's something to add to that too. I mean, you're talking to a psychic and the psychic says, you're going to go in the hospital. I don't know when. I don't know what it's about. But mm. you're going to go to the hospital. And you're going to be there for a while. And then you'll have a long recovery. Now, Oh, my. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, along that line, how would you react to that? 
as the client. Mm. You're going to panic. You're going to wonder what. And if there's no other information available, wow. You know, so that's why a psychic and a medium has to be careful how they word everything. Mm -hmm. I can give cautions. Like if mm -hmm. I pick up something like cardiovascular blood vessel issues I see in her family tree, Mm -hmm. And I see that predestinate that predisposition for you, then take the caution. Mm -hmm. It's like my family um, have had cancer, you know, that I've had Graves disease. I've had this and I've had that surgery and no one's ever come up with telling me this. So there is a point when I could say um, this lady today, I says, um, kind of as blood vessel type of thing, but your knees are really going to bother you. Well, they already have started bothering you. Mm -hmm. that's normal stuff. It's up to her to take the information and say, I'll pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. And I added to this, uh, must be 20 some years ago. I had this little tiny person visit me. I don't remember. She might've been in her late fifties, early sixties. And I showed, I saw her lungs not working like they're tight. And I says at some time in the future, you're going to need more lung capacity. She was little tiny shoulders I says, it doesn't hurt. I'm guilty. Hello, everybody. Sitting up straight, breathing all your lungs, using them, making them work continually. Well, you know, 20 years later, we had COVID. I'm sure hope she was safe, right? Because mm -hmm. I told her about 20 years, you may have some difficulty. Now I think back, oh, my God, what am I picking up? God won't let me get everything. Thank goodness. Nor am I allowed to pick up the immediate death of somebody. Just can't do that. Universe won't let me. Thank goodness, you know, I, um, well, I remember that's, th that's when you run into these shyster psychics too, you know, oh. the ones where, oh, they'll give you just enough information Ooh. to scare you. Oh, fork over another hundred bucks and I'll tell you more. Well, I'll burn a candle for you. Yeah. Oh, let me, we, we, Nancy, we, we, Nancy doesn't do that stuff. You know, nah. <laughs> we don't work that way. No, no, no. It's not going to do that crap. But I mean, you know, you do run into people like that. Now in defense of those I know who do have candles, the power of thought and the power of concentration helps you manifest. Remember, I did a show on manifestation, manifest, not ghosts, but manifest your wants. You have to become obsessive. You have to really pay attention to it. And sometimes people need what we call the focal point. Any woman who's had a child, you know, Lamaze teaches you to get a, a something you look at, and it could be a baby uh, plug. <laughs> pacifier you look at that and that's all you look at and the rest of the activity going on in your body disappears because your focus is there so there is something to be said if you choose a candle and the symbology of it for you to use that's for somebody else to use for you don't mm -hmm. work that way so make sure that you don't fall into that trap it gives people like me who got in after cancer and divorce to help people survive their life just you know only reason i got into this i had to make a living that otherwise you know had i wouldn't have charged but anyway that um long-range forecasting why would the universe allow me to go that far if it wasn't important for him to know but it was so far out that maybe unconsciously he kept that tally up maybe he worked on the marriage maybe he didn't didn't work out he moved anyway did i plant the seed he would move i doubt it because it said family is in north carolina but after the after the fact i've had people years and years later oh my gosh what you said you know okay but that's the thing 
you know, I'm not here to sell Nancy either. You know, they say, hey, go to Nancy. No. That's where you get I'm not here to do that. What I'm here to do is inform you guys about, you know, well, like we said about maybe you don't like the reading or whatever, or just to, to make you aware of what a real medium or psychic does because there's uh -huh. so many out there that are The pitfalls, the hard part of it, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And there's it doesn't, so there's so many intuitives out there like Shara says, I, you may not necessarily call me up. Absolutely not. You may be having somebody in your life that you rather go to, mm -hmm. but you will dictate how accurate they really are. Mm -hmm. um, and why am I accurate like this? I have an artist and engineering background. Um, and I was taught in art class and then I took business. What a, what a combination in college. It's almost like I can look at things differently. So I see people really clearly. Mm -hmm. um, details are important to me. So my background kind of dictates how I do this, mm -hmm. where I use, uh, I bought some tarot cards. I think they're for the beauty of them. Um, I don't use anything because that's not who I am. I just do it differently. We are all different. Mm -hmm. But some of what I talk about is for you to understand why you're not getting answers you want. And if intuitive listens to this and please learn something from this is at where you are tools. I have a, not a gift as much as um, an ability. Like I've always wanted to learn to play the piano, bought a piano keyboard, get to it, try it out. Okay. It's just, right you just do what you're Karen's best the one at that has told me this that you know you think like like she likes to gamble karen likes to gamble oh, and yeah. karen's the one that told me this you think that you know with karen's ability she'd be able to walk into the mm -mm. casino and go that's the machine i'm going to play those cards we're going to get this or the lottery numbers nope i can't gamble i did when i first started when i was 21 my husband took me to reno uh it was a straight shot from citrus heights and um we were we didn't want to eat first i had a dime we walk around and i just plugged in the machine and i got the big win <laughs> dimes everywhere flying all over <laughs> and everybody's shouting nancy turn around you got you got the big one i don't know how much but pay for all our dinners that night and gambling too i can walk in and pick up machine energy but if you were to say what has more energy some who continue loses or someone who wins they win they're going to leave so it's a continued negative energy that people like us can pick up. Now, I have to believe there's people who can. People who win the lotto, uh, um, win money on tickets, scratchers all the time. There mm -hmm. has to be an energy, but I don't focus on that. I don't, the interest isn't there. I've tried gambling and I picked the wrong machine. Now, if Karen can pick the right machine, more power to her. No, that's just, what that's what that's what she says though is that I, I know you're online Karen watching this so if, I, if I'm wrong just yell at me but from what Karen says she just can't do that you know I, she her abilities just there's some kind of block there where she where she's not allowed or the powers that be don't allow her to, to pick the winning machines or anything like that and I'm so glad we're all different we are my brain is different than most other people but I'm not like Karen she does it yeah. her way I do it my way right. thank goodness and on your group, I know you have multiple psychics, but we and just they, have a sense differently. And they all work they, differently, yeah. We all work yeah. differently. And that's yeah. what makes us kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, so let me brag here too. These are kind of things I picked up. And by the way, six months ago, I started transferring my website 
information from Homestead to GoDaddy. And I didn't know I took down testimonials. Someone said, where's your testimonials? I had probably 20 pages of testimonials. So a couple of these are just real recent. Um, and so that's why I'm using these. Otherwise, I have to go through bags and bags of written and it's just nuts. So first off, I want to say the last reading. This is really interesting. I want to get to the first part and then I want you to hear what I say a little further down. First off, I want I want to say the last reading you did was very accurate, but it was a bit bizarre in a sense that you could only see up to a particular point. And then it went completely blank and you could not see any further. Years prior to reading, I had another reading done by blank, blank, blank. And he said the same thing. He got to a particular point in my life. And when he reached that same time you saw, he got completely blank. Having those experiences helped me significant, make significant changes to my life and move in a more positive direction. Before my experiences, I was too afraid to make those choices. But when having those experiences, I fear was not part of me in any way, which enabled me to think more clearly about the direction I would like to go. That is so important. I, I align it with, you're showing me a quarter you want to go down. And each door that I could open up, left, right, left, right, or high points or of interest. And on the door, when I walk by, it'll say what it is. Oh, you want me to look at that? I'll go open the door and I tell you what's there, just figuratively. But down the ways, I can see there's a corridor that takes off to the right. I'm not always given the information to make that turn. Mm -hmm. There has to be sometimes reasons that the universe says that decision is for them alone. For you to give them a heads up is not conducive to their soul development or their ultimate um, experience. And I really believe that. I don't believe in punishment. I don't believe this is a lesson. I don't believe they're in <laughs> any kind of negative situation. We're here to experience life. And part of the experience of life is the thrill and excitement of making choices. I talked to a friend once, really long time ago, probably the 80s. And she was very intuitive. And I said to myself, oh my gosh, if I had known that decision would have been so awful. I wouldn't have made it. She looked at me, big brown eyes. She says, I'm so glad you you made a decision. I'd rather you tell me you made a decision and failed than to never make any decisions at all. That statement propelled me to understand reason for life because without the ability to have free will to make a choice gets us directed to the next step in your life. And that's what this said. she said here. Maybe my life reading went blank at that point because I was destined to have a pivotal point where I had the opportunity to control the direction of my future. Until I chose a direction, there was no future to see. But now I made it my choice and my future is easier to read once again. That's so important. How can I possibly take away whatever free will or the presumption of free will that we have in our life? Thank goodness I cannot get everything. For this young woman, she was very young, like 30-ish. For her to have had a reading by a name that everybody recognized. Mm -hmm. And here I am in the country, you know, <laughs> I'm unknown, reading thousands of people, but not nationwide. And I said the exact same thing. Why did she believe me and not him? 
But what it did was it made her catch her breath and, oh, like this and realize that there must be a point when only she has control of the future pivoting points of direction. When she finally came to the conclusion that she wasn't abandoned by the universe, that it was up to her, the excitement of thinking, my life is for me to make decisions about. If I've learned one thing in the universe, free will is the only thing we have. Time is the second thing we have. We have our time, and that's the only value. The free will to use that time in our own design is our second greatest gift. You may not like it, but it is what life's about. And to have an experience that we design, whether it's positive or negative, is really a gift also. Because only through failure and strife do we evolve. Do we get smarter for the next time? Crap happens. <laughs> I loved her. I know what this... Uh... Okay, so this is a woman um, who called about a deceased husband. He died a year ago. She wanted to know information about her life. And I asked her about her husband. When did he pass away? And I'm kind of like getting her to relax because that walnut shell was like serious. First time she ever talked to me. She, her daughter had talked to me a week before. And she said, mommy got Dr. Her. Well, it wasn't even her free will. She just said, well, okay, daughter, I'll do that. I'll try this woman out. She's old enough to trust, I guess. So she talked to me. So she, I asked her, I was trying to break that block. She wanted to know information about her life. And I asked her about her husband. When did he pass away? She gave me a direct date. And when she did, I felt energy loosen. Like, oh, we're going to talk about him. Unconsciously, she gave the date and it changed her vibration. And I was able to immediately connect to him. And then to her, because a deceased person, even if they don't come around because it's been a year and there's a whole bunch of story, I can't tell you everything. When the moment she thought of him, she put energy to him. Just because we're out of our flesh doesn't mean we can't connect. I followed that energy and found her husband. She changed again. And I was able to connect to her, him, but then to her. When she was talking about herself, she was closed. Why? Because she really wanted needed to discuss her deceased husband and her anger and disappointment that he passed. It was an accident, but he was responsible. And she was angry that they didn't have more life together. But she didn't want to tell me that. She wanted to know about her life, but it never was resolved between her and this man. Oh, man, just really really tough. So when you talk to somebody, not me necessarily, be real clear on what your issues are. I always tell somebody, please write down your thoughts. Oh, what kind of thoughts? Why are you talking to me? Has it come to a point where you go, I want to talk to her. Is it just for fun? Oh my gosh. If you have children, grandchildren looking at career changes or who works with you or soulmates, oh, let's go there. But let's, if you're going to pay money to talk to me, well, let's hit some really heavy duty stuff. Because I'm not telling people, I'm not telling you who these people are. We're not getting personal at all. If this can help you understand that if you get a reading, you better be clear on what you want to talk about. But you also got to get them, the intuitive or the medium, a way to get to those answers. And you got to be truthful yourself. How many people have talked to me? And I said, you know who you are. You want to start dating. You just left a relationship. I think I talked about this a couple of weeks back. And you don't know who you are. Write your homework. Write down a piece of paper describe yourself. Most of us can't do that. 
I've done dozens of times. Every few weeks I talk about my, hello, self. Who are you today? Are you doing what you want to do? Yeah, yeah. This is my retirement job forever. Until I lose my voice or God says, yeah, you've talked to enough people. <laughs> I'm gone. No one knows the day and the hour. And we did not say that. Um, when she was talking about herself, she was closed. Why? Because she really wanted me to discuss her deceased husband. Remember I said anger closed her off. Disappointment closed off. She was so mad she couldn't even talk about it. So she thought talk about herself. Oh, no, Nancy saw through this. This is something else. We are not always aware we are blocking. Gr blocking. Grief is a big one. So I combine anger, disappointment, and part of grief. The anger that you have makes your grief deeper and harder. Hiding a secret relationship from me as another. And I already kind of talked about that. Drinking or drugs, as you think, does not. That was another topic. Um, when I talk to people, they say, oh, what is your biggest block? And I have to go to anger, grief, hiding, relation, hiding. Uh, people want to read him, but they don't really want to tell me what it's about. They think I can guess. I says, you're paying me. You don't want to be honest with me. Uh, and and sometimes people, my husband says, you don't have any sense of humor. I go, sort of. People have to be honest with me. If you joke with me or lie to me or trick me, it's really hard for me to learn that trust level again because I am so honest. Because I have to be. Because people pay me to be honest with me. Okay. But how many of you knew I entertained in clubs? Probably none of you. I love it. You know why? When you are drinking, oh my goodness. You're so open. You go, whoa. <laughs> Talk to me, honey. <laughs> and I, I am just always amazed. So I used to entertain at Old Ironside downtown Sacramento and I would get there at 11 o'clock step on the stage Mo Betterman was there it's been a while I've entertained um oh, fudge when you know I lose it um other places and I've done cruise lines believe it or not and the cruise lines were fun because there was gambling and I remember looking at this one guy he says am I ever gonna win something and he was just Wah. and I says yeah I see a three well, the next day he got home, he says, I won $3,000 on a machine. I go, fun. <laughs> Could, I wish it had been 30000 or 300 <laughs> I I'm glad it wasn't only thirty. He probably would never talk to me. Oh, gosh. Someone grieving over a, a failed relationship can be the toughest of fear or the test. The, one more time, please. Someone grieving over a failed relationship, when you internalize it, and you think it's your fault, but you don't want to think it's your fault. And usually you're the one that's the dumped one. How do you know that the one who dumped you sees or she sees herself a failure in your eyes, wants to get away from you? We really don't know. But that fear of loss of the relationship, you put so much time and effort into it. And what? They want to break up with you. And they come to me and say, what happened? I go, boing. <laughs> this is gonna be fun so how do i do that i usually talk about let's relax calm down do you have any wine you can sip <laughs> but i will come up with do you have any pets do they have children how's your mom and dad you talk about something that's easy for them to talk to and i call it skipping so while they're talking about their dog guess where i am 
I leap over them to the boyfriend. The, I call it skipping around. So sometimes that will help you get them talking about something they are fond about. A lot of people have pets nowadays, and that's the first place I go. If, you, if it's children, I'll start talking about the children. Oh, this is so fun. And then I'm talking to the boyfriend on the side. <laughs> and I'm getting the juice for it. Okay, so that's how you worry about uh, talk to people. The toughest is sometimes the, uh, the fear of loss of relationship. The second one is getting fired. Loss of security, loss of personality, loss of ego. Um, I'm dealing with a woman now and uh, she's so wonderful. And for some reason in the world, the divine has chosen a job for her, but it's not coming as fast as I would like to see it happen for her. And I have to go to a place of, and remember I talked about this before, we're in the middle as of a spider web and a web. And the job is at the peripheral. And we have roads to travel from one ring around the center that little connecting around and connecting all the way up to that final destination. That final job is ringing its bell saying, come to me, come to me, I'm out here. And sometimes it's just not going to be handed to you the first time. And it, and that's really hard. And so you as the intuitive sitting there thinking, oh, fudge, they're really depressed. How do I get around that? I say, I don't want you to tell me what you're looking for. Why don't you describe the kind of work you've had? And I'll tell you if it's meeting up with what I feel like you're going to get. Break that energy. Break that walnut shell of fear. And then you can go there. Getting the job description um, is easier than telling when it's going to happen. If you can ask them, what does it feel like to do their job? Like a um, computer sits quiet all day. A school teacher is, is standing, talking all day. Uh, a salesman selling cars is walking around talking. Does it match up? Is it similar to the job you're going to find? That helps them relax when you can describe. And I've been very successful that way, as well as my dog has run away. This was within three, four weeks back and they were frightened, frightened. So someone talked to them and got back to me. It was a dog club. And I saw this dog, dog little wire kind of a dog running a little hard out. All I saw was the butt going up and down. He was so happy, happy. <laughs> then he went into a field with stickers and the weeds were above him. And I says, oh, vacant field and just got poked in the cheek. And he's standing there going, oh, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. I says, just look in the field next to you, around you. And it happened to be a subdivision with an open field in the back and they found him in the back. And he was just standing there. That was easy. But they were afraid. So what I did is I had someone else intercede with us between me and the grieving, uh, the parent of the of the dog. Um, so again, tricks. Um, tell them to soften them. Talk about the children. Um, have someone else ask a question. Um, foreign speaking peoples. I will have them write a list out, and speaking English people will talk to me, and that's easier for me to get answers. Um, we have a question. Yeah. I'm going to flash it up there because it's involved. Hang on a second. Okay, show. Here we go. Question for Nancy. Funny, funny about the clubs. <laughs> Question for Nancy. I used to work in a hospice. Oh, I've done that twice. During this time, separate. During this time, separate from my nursing work, 
Around this time before I became disabled, I worked in hospice for a while and did my energy readings as well. Sometimes I found that when a loved one was recently deceased, it was almost impossible to make that connection. What I saw or sensed was the person was still going through some sort of a of like a review process, sort of like an incubation process and do what's your question uh, though? Next one, next one. Hang on, hang on. I'm not done yet. Let's see. Show. There we go. There you go. Seems and the question was, how come you're not seeing right away? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the question. Was it a man that you were trying to get to and you couldn't see him? Um, I feel it comes at different times. Now, the woman that was being murdered, her sister reached into her chest and pulled her away. You don't have to be here for this. And they went. I think the review is in another location. I've never seen someone pass away and the review is instantaneous. Now, mm -hmm. if you remember, um, oh my goodness, that little lady that drowned. Natalie Wood was in a movie, Brainstorm. Mm -hmm. And in the movie Brainstorm, there was a helmet. And the helmet captured what you were thinking or what you're witnessing. And so the main scientist was a woman and everybody would recognize her. The name is escaping me. I'm sorry. She put right. the helmet on because she was having a heart attack. And immediately she was dying. She lifted up and bubbles of her life for all around her. That's a wonderful representation of her life in the review, but I've yet to see that. Um, I see instantly family greeting, hugs and kisses, um, a gathering. If they're, I just talked to someone whose husband, um, he was ill, blah, 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 recovery. They have a recovery. And it also feels like just a family get together. They used to take somebody to what they would consider the happiest time in their life, sometimes childhood and the wherever. Um, I like, I did hospice training once I got involved, but my life at the time I was doing this was really difficult because I had so much work. I was doing so many other things. I was, you know, just life. Mm -hmm. I had been married only a few years when I got into it. So it was kind of like too many things going on. But I had a lot of clientele talk to me before they died and then afterward. And I'll never forget the people that talked to me. And one person in particular, um, she has an African-American young woman. She died of cancer. And she called me to her bed and she had a nurses there and it wasn't going to be long. And the spirit woman showed up and it was a grandma looking. And in her hand, she had a handful of pink ribbons, not multiple, pink. And she pulled one out and it was long. And she said to me, I can't wait to do her hair. Well, of course, I'm going to tell this young woman this. Mm, tears bushing out and everything. And she did die within three or four days. But what she told me was, and what she told me is that this grandma would do her hair when she was a child. And unfortunately, she was, African hair was troublesome as a child. So grandma, one ribbon at a time would put pigtails all over her head. Well, you can imagine what that feels like when grandma's fixing your hair. You get, you sit there and there's these fingers in your head and the ribbons are going in and it's like heaven, the dangly of the, the woman was ecstatic. She says, how would anybody know that? That's why people touch base with me. They also want to know at the moment of death, who greeted them. Now, why can I do that? Please don't ask me. One day I said, I really want to know who, and so it, the gift was given to me, the opportunity to see. So the lady whose husband died, 
I said, um, he's a grieving because it was an accident. And the woman that sat next to him, I described, she said, oh, that was his mother. That mother was there taking care of him. So he was kind of like in recovery. I can see those things. Did he go through a review yet? It wasn't shown to me that way. Is a review? They say there are. Um, Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep, judging your life. Everybody's got to see that. Wonderful, wonderful. And that Google that. I think it's judging your life, Meryl Streep and Albert Brooks. It was fabulous. She trips in the backyard over patio furniture and falls in the pool. He buys a brand new car. And this actually happened. A man died and the top was down, got CD out or uh, uh, eight, eight, what do they call it? Not CD, not a cassette before that. <laughs> eight, track. By tra eight track. He got hit and boom, pushed right out of his body. Well, Albert Book died. So they end up in heaven. And before they can do anything, they have to have their life review. And of course, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he did write the movie. He is so fabulous. It's like, did I not do anything right in my life? And you can hear the clapping and the cheering down the hall because Meryl Streep was perfect. <laughs> she had all these people clapping and yay, what a life. Wow, you just did so good. Well, you're going to have to see the rest of them because they fall in love. And he was not going to get to go where she went. And he was headed back and uh, for reincarnation. And she was able to go on. Yay. You know, but if anybody could find that, please watch it. Talk about nonstop laughing. I, I loved it. You made me remember two long ago movies. Brainstorm with Natalie Wood was her last movie. In fact, there are some scenes in, and then they make movie out of sequence. Some scenes are two, three, four scenes will be made within a few days, but then others. And there was a few scenes that she was not in, but her sister stood in for her. And that was quite potent to me because I was one of her fans. I liked her movies, but it showed the review of um, that. Um, I read a lot. I have thousands of books, with, but you would never find these books. But I find that movies can be watched. And I try to capture everything so I can at least talk about a movie and it gives you an, an idea. So even though I don't see it, um, they don't talk to me about that. What I see is family gatherings, and I'll describe the people, and the people know who I'm talking about, or the hobbies, or where they are, where they lived as a child, because that's where they are today. Um, and it's all dependent on the person's desire of how soon they'll come around. And it's very, very, it's not difficult. It's hard to predict. Spirit people are like human beings in the flesh. They're human beings without the flesh. We're so individually different. I was talking to a friend. We were talking about what we'll do when we go in the afterlife. And I've already said this to people. My father died when I was six. And I, of course, would like to be greeted by him. Duh, right? And it's unfortunate that I've forgotten what his face looked like. I have pictures, but it's not the same. Mother, kind, wonderful. Today's her birthday. She would have been 100 something. And I uh, miss her. Just the idea of seeing her again gives me warm and fuzzies. So I told my friend, who's going to greet me? And she says, a big black dog. <laughs> so not most of you don't know, I was a long distance runner, run the bike trails between Granite Bay and Auburn, Auburn Lake trails, ran with the dog and the neighbor dog. She was a big black lab, the German shepherd. When runners 
runners go out, they have these particular shoes on and running shorts that are really small. <laughs> and I'd come out, those dogs would take off and grope. And I would be running those. They've run two or three times further. But probably my happiest memories of the those years was running with my dog. And we will pull the best of our life sometimes if those people or those animals. I had a lady the other day say to me, are my animals going to be, was that you, Char? Are my animals going to be there when I pass over? If you want that, absolutely. But I wouldn't think of that. But my friend reminded me, I went, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, how wonderful. And you know, I'm going to put those running shoes on. You know, I'm going to get those shorts and we're going to run. How about the wall, China? How about that? The wall, you know, 6,000 miles. Why not? I mean, who cares? Who knows? Nothing's going to stop us. The children may get frustrated with me. Mother's right, not around. We have a clarification on Karen's question here. here okay. Go. Here it comes. This question is, do you find that reading for clients whose loved ones have been recently deceased are harder or more challenging to connect with because it just feels like they're going through some type of rebirthing process? And later in time, I can usually connect with the same deceased loved one who the next meeting probably have more time to process in the next dimension. Absolutely. Um, hardened file. There's no hardened rule. Um, I've talked, I talked to somebody, I think it was the next day. I'm trying to remember. I remember someone called me, said they had died the day before and it was hard. That one. Um, I've had people come uh, three weeks. It depends on the person. If it was an accident, it's, it's really hard because that person was pulled out of their body without their choice. If it's cancer, they've grieved their life already. A lot of times they're ready to leave and they're happy. Uh, they're out of a diseased body, um, actually, and old people too. How many people I've talked to that struggled and didn't wanna die, and then they get over there and they feel wonderful? Yes, atheists too. I've had an atheist come to me. I, I was explaining this today to somebody. And he leaned over the table and he said, would you tell everybody I was wrong? Oh, you betcha, I did. I told Professor Gary Swartz, I, by the way, someone came to visit me and they said, tell them I was wrong. He looked at me with dead set eyes. He says, two other mediums have told me the very same thing by the same, by the same man, the same message. So that kind of validated everything. That's crazy. Um, Another question real quick here. Last question, guys. Here we go. What do you think of future readings versus current readings? Like someone wanting to know the future versus somebody who wants a different perspective and where they are. I think that, I think that's absolutely great. I have people talk to me today, not today, today, but of their life today. And they'll say, I need to sort this out. Oh, I just love that. Are you kidding? I'm the great sorter. And then there's people who said, I will be able to, live my life secure in who I am if I know there's an end to this or how long will it really take me to finish my college or how long will it take me to settle the husband affairs after he passed away? Absolutely. Now, if they want both, absolutely. There's no, no reason you can't say to them, you're having trouble with this family member because, but let me tell you that family member is going to move in two years and you may move in four. And then you don't have to have that connection to that person or vice versa. They move closer. Uh, lady and uh, what's that mean? I don't know what that I means. I had a Hawaiian in, in the chat room. 
I thought, what is she telling me here? <laughs> I was waiting for a moment to, yeah, you know, to do this. Hi, Joe. How's it going, man? Are we waiting for a question? Let me t let me do this one. Um, identity the ghost. This is our issue that comes up. Identifying the ghost next to them. Um, a lady thought a different lady would be there for her. Now I had talked to her daughter last week. This is the lady today, and I, and please, I do not want to remember readings. If I remember something, I'm always amazed. So this daughter talked last week, and I described a spirit woman that was with her mother. So the mother calls. I didn't know who the daughter was. Oh, fudge, right? Um, and today I described the same spirit woman. Wow, that doesn't happen. That happens. It does happen a lot. And what that tells me is that that person is invested in this person that's my client. It, if you call them guides or angels, that's your preference. To me, they're spirit people. They're here to nurture and give you warmth and fuzzy feelings that you're doing okay. Please. And then I say to people, you may think it was your idea to get a reading from me. Uh -uh, not necessarily. It might have been them to convince you, oh, your daughter's going to have a reading. I want you to do it too. So we talked about some things that are important. And she said, well, that's not the spirit woman I wanted you to talk about. I said, how do you know that your mother isn't with your grandchildren? This woman is invested in you. You are important for me to describe the same lady. Hello. Without realizing I did last time. You think that's not scary for me? I only tell you, I tell people, I says, I don't make anything up. I either see somebody or I don't. And so that's why I'm able to do it hotspot on the TV, radio, whatever this is, because I never stress about it. There's going to be someone standing next to you or there's not going to be. And I'm going to tell you what I get. And that's it. Um, we cannot judge who will be with us. It's like when we pass away. We think we want to see both our parents, right? I get a dog first. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I went a little longer. Yeah, Was there more questions? That's it. Well, the wanna... thing is, go. Uh, there's only... A million situations. Yeah. If I'm talking an hour now, it's been an hour because she talked a few minutes. How many can I cover? Hopefully I covered some that are more difficult situations than others. For you readers, um, look at the transcript. Laura, right at the top there, they have a row. You see the save. Go over, go over. You'll see three dots. Hit that and it will pop up a menu of things you can do. And one is a uh, script. And when you press on the button, it will pop up on the right side, everything I said, not the punctuation, but then you can take some of what I hope will help you. We don't always have the answers, but I want you to be better at your craft. So hopefully you take it with the best of my intent to help you. What, Char, what was it? You I want were to thank say? everybody for coming tonight. Joe, very surprised. Glad to see you. Um, Karen, Karen, Karen Clark was with us tonight, uh, live in the chat room. Uh, where are we at? Let's see, I'm going up now. I'm going up. Marisa was with us tonight. Susan was with us tonight. So yeah, we got some good, you know, some good views. And I'm glad everybody came tonight. It's Friday night, and we're like I said, we're starting the holidays, and everything changes, and lots of things. Now, oh, yes, Monday I'll be Monday. back. Monday Nancy and we'll be back, and we're going to talk UFOs. Yep. And my impression. 
you know I'm going to tell the truth. I'm right. going to give you my impression why they're here. And I have a group of people around me who've had experiences, and I've had a couple. Um, somebody I trust a lot has seen me abducted most of my life. And I don't want to know. I'm not going to have hypnosis. I don't care. I don't remember anything. But the last couple, hmm, got my attention, especially the message. So I'm going to accumulate all my, like tonight, I'm putting my notes together and I'm going to give you people a brand new perspective. And it was given to me by the UFO people. Am I right? The kind of people that approach me, talk to me versus who you talk to could be different stories. So come in just to hear what I have to say. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so Monday, Nancy, and then Sunday, of course, we're going to be doing the last reading for the season of the witchcraft, of the Salem Witch Trial book. And then next weekend after that, we start the, the, the dark Christmas stories. So we're going to be shifting gears. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for coming. And I want to say something. Nancy's been talking about the changes over at, at YouTube, and uh, there's a <laughs> lot of changes. And I want to remind anybody that goes to our YouTube page is that you're not going to find all the videos on the front page anymore like you used to when you go in. Correct. You, you go in, you see that lead video, you'd press videos, and then everything was there. They, they, they moved everything around. Not so anymore. Anything we've done on the air is going to be under live. So you have to go either, you know, find live. Or playlist. Something. Or playlist, I had, yeah. I had to go one more button. Yeah. So you either yes. have the, the live thingy there or you go up with the little three dots and then click, click live and they're all there. The other thing is it's easier to find California Haunts Radio for once because our, our address is really the pits. But now you can find us at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. The at sign like in your email. Mm -hmm. So that would be the same as with mine. Mine is yeah. the at sign also. But I got what they call the new handle, which is the at sign with your name. Yep. Psychic Nancy met Psychic. But I have two sites. So my business site, but not my personal site. And I think, well, what am I going to do about that? So uh, you could always type my name, Nancy Matt Psychic. But there is somebody else out there and they might try to clone me. There is also Nancy Matt's Psychic. So right. make sure it's my face. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the easier way to find mm -hmm. our YouTube page. But you're going to have to go through a couple extra steps to get to these. these confusing. It's yes. Confusing. It confused me. In fact, I called Nancy the other morning, and I said, oh. I can't find it on my cell phone. And I said, you know, they took my videos off. I don't understand where, because usually you we don't were, put up We were loudly talking about it. Yeah. Loudly. And, you know, we don't, you don't put up your <laughs> cell phone. Everything was still there in order. You go to videos, and there it was. And then it was hardly anything there. And I was going, oh, my gosh, did I get in trouble? And they or something with YouTube. and they, She and, says, and it's they, gone. My stuff is and, gone. Yeah, they blitzed my videos. <laughs> what the hell? You know? So, yeah. So I had to do some research and get on the laptop and figure all this stuff out. So they're making changes over there. I, I think it's I think it's to keep up with the Joneses, you know, like TikTok and everything. So I think they're giving you more options to have a variety yeah. of shows and ways to present them. Yeah. Like the um, shorts and all that stuff so it would be yeah. okay but facebook and youtube are both making changes yeah and i think Learning oh curves. chihuahua it's almost like slow down everybody you know <laughs> it's like what my father used to say just when you think you can make ends meet somebody moves the ends and that's about what it is <laughs> and so you're scrambling trying to figure out what's going on with all this stuff 
Anyway, so we know Nancy's going to be back on Monday. So if you like the show, share it with five people. If you despise the show, share it with five people. Anyway, you know, we were just trying to get the word out. We don't care if it's people that that hate that hate that hate you or you hate people. I'm good about it. I'm just trying to get you know get the word out. If you're watching from Facebook and you like what you hear, follow me. Follow California Haunts Radio. California Haunts Ghostly Events. That's what it is. California Haunts Ghostly Events. Follow over there. But uh, yeah, that's what we're looking for is followers. Okay? So uh, I'm excited about that. YouTube, same thing. If you're watching from YouTube, be sure to uh, click on that little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner and subscribe. Once you get to the videos, there's 450 videos over there that you can watch. Different topics and stuff, you know? So it's, it's all over there. It's just hidden right now. But anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. And uh, again, I appreciate each and every one of you, everyone that listens to the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you as well. And I will see you. In fact, I have to do this real quick. Hang on. I zoom too much. I will see you, everybody, on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for the reading of our, our Sunday book. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys. So here we go. I'm going to put Nancy's information up there for you. And of course, that all has to be updated now. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and which just, youtube station i you know just um and facebook too it's called progress right yeah, yeah. the older i get i want less progress i just want to learn what's there first <laughs> the minute we learn it they change it <coughs> website nancymats.com nancymatsauthor.com with the n m and a capped and youtube while well, we're changing this so uh youtube.com forward slash at nancy matt psychic See, I had to memorize. Here's Good. the books. Help get me out of this funk. Nancy Matz. Two worlds developing your psychic skills. And the unwilling sacrifice. Nancy Matz. And those books can be got at Amazon.com. Okay. Well, I will see you Sunday and have a good weekend, you you guys. And uh, bye, yeah. everybody. Bye, everybody.